Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So it is still that crazy, busy time of the beginning of the school year, but we did make it through the first day of school. Yay! So let me tell you about how that went. So my oldest daughter is going into second grade, or she is in second grade now. So of course, this is not new to her, except, you know, now it's online, though she did do some online instruction toward the end of the spring, like most kids. And so for her, there was this excitement of the first day. She was up and dressed by seven o'clock. So I stepped out of the room. Actually, she ran into the bedroom fully dressed in her uniform. And yes, they have to wear uniforms, even though they're online, which is a whole nother story. But she was fully dressed, ready for the day, which was in stark contrast to my kindergartner, who was still in bed with the blanket pulled over her head saying she's not going to school. And we spent a lot of the morning just trying to convince her (laughs) that this was going to be a fun day and just trying to ease the nerves. But in the end, she did get dressed. She did get online. She did meet her class and she really loved PE and she was okay. She liked her teacher. And so overall, it was a great first day. And, you know, we're going to make it through the rest of the week. So that's more or less where we are uh, here in our home. And so for this week, I wanted to create just a short podcast episode because there are still so much things happening, so much things to do. But I wanted to make sure that I was able to check in and provide some new content for this week. So I've asked different people who I know are listening to the podcast about ideas in terms of things that they wanted me to talk about. And one of the things that I came up that I thought was a topic that, you know, we can discuss pretty briefly was this idea of a nighttime routine. So I believe it was the first or second episode. I'm not sure which one. But I talked a little bit about my morning routine and some of the things that I do to get self-care in by waking up a little bit earlier. And so in that, I had brushed over the fact that, you know, I go to bed between 9 and 9.30. And so a question that came up was, how in the world do you do that? Like, what do you do in the evening and at night to allow you to go to bed at that time? And so I wanted to take some time just to share that. But also before that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of a nighttime routine and why you would even want to consider having one. And with that, one of the main reasons that you would want to have a nighttime routine is because it's going to set you up for the next day. So some people may use a nighttime routine to do things like create a to-do list for the next day so they have a sense of what they're going to do. There are some people who I know, you know, may iron their clothes or get different things done to prepare for the next morning, whether it's getting lunches ready or getting their work bags ready or just different things so that in the morning they have less to have to do, which makes the morning run more smoothly. So I 
plan a nighttime routine to do those things. Of course, it's changed because we're now in the middle of COVID-19. And so I'm not leaving every day to go to work and my children are, you know, doing school at home. And so because of that, I'm not worrying about planning lunches and packing things and, you know, ironing clothes because for the most part, I'm wearing pajamas and jeans on the good days. And so that's more or less just kind of where things are with that. But I am still trying to create a nighttime routine that helps me to get to sleep at a time that will make sure that I have enough sleep so I don't wake up in the morning feeling exhausted. And so I can still wake up early enough to have some time to myself before the kids wake up. And even with that, um, I will say that like everything, things ebb and flow. And so right now, I have still been, for the most part, sticking to the routine. I've been sleeping in just a little bit later. So I've been waking up around 6, 6.30 instead of my 5.30 since my uh, mother-in-law's here and, and helping with the kids. But typically, I do this routine so that I can get up at 5.30. So now that I've talked to you a little bit about you know the importance of, or why you may want to consider having a nighttime routine, I can talk to you a little bit about what I do. So I do want to preface this with the fact that I have young children, meaning they go to bed earlier than your adolescents would. Or if you have, I would say, children that just go to sleep late, because even children my children's age, they go to sleep later than my kids do. And so that is also why I'm able to go to sleep so early. And maybe you're more of a night owl. And so it may make more sense for you to not have a nighttime routine that results in you going to bed as early as me. But maybe some of the things that I talk about doing may be helpful to you. So we typically have dinner around six. And then after dinner, we get the children ready for bed. They usually, you know, we do baths and all that and then get them into bed. And that's usually between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. So once they are in bed, that is the time to start unwinding. So for me, I can't just go from, you know, doing an activity to just falling asleep immediately. And I think most people are like that. And so the key thing with a nighttime routine is engaging in activities that are going to more or less wind you down from the day. So what I do as part of my nighttime routine is I usually take a hot shower, you know, get ready for bed. And then I, after I make sure all the doors and windows and everything is locked, I usually um, get into bed and I read a good book. Sometimes I'll read something that's nonfiction. Sometimes I'll read something that's fiction. I especially love trashy novels. That is like my favorite thing in the world. But sometimes I try to read like self-development books or, you know, books that are going to improve my life, though the trashy novels improve it as well. Yeah, I usually either fall asleep after reading those books or sometimes if there's like one or two things that I need to finish up in terms of an app, like I'm using an app called Noom. And so the Noom app, is used to, a part of it is like you track your meals and there there are also these great articles that you read that are linked to like cognitive behavior therapy and how that supports you in terms of weight loss and in terms of changing your thinking around eating and things like that. And so if there are any articles I have left to read, I'll make sure that I read those. Something else that I think I've heard a lot about is this idea of when I talk about reading, 
screen time and how when you're engaging in screen time close to bedtime, it actually hinders you your ability to go to sleep and have a good night of rest. And so I do sometimes read on my Kindle or my phone, but one of the things I do to help with that is you can put your phone in night mode or use the filter for the blue light. And so I do set that up. So it automatically comes on, I think at like seven o'clock at night for me, and then it goes off at like six or seven in the morning. And so that more or less reduces some of the blue light that you know would otherwise affect me and my ability to sleep. So at this point, yeah, reading is the main thing that I'm doing before I go to bed. In the past, I've done other things. So sometimes I've journaled at night. At this point, I'm in a love-hate relationship with journaling. And so I haven't been journaling as much as I used to. I told myself that was something I was going to get back to, but it's still been a struggle. I've also tried listening to meditations. So listening to like the Calm app or there are other apps that you can, or Headspace that you can listen to before going to bed. And those have also been helpful. Another big thing for me in terms of going to sleep at night is making sure that I also reduce the temperature in the house just because that's been shown to give you better sleep. Yes, it's very hard to sleep when it's hot. So especially now, you know, as we're ending the summer. And so making sure that that is set up and ready and also just making sure I have some water so I don't have to get up and go get water from downstairs and interrupt my sleep in that way. And just things like that. Oh, and also using like a sound machine. So I also use a sound machine and that also helps with me falling asleep at night. But yeah, so those are the main things that I do. If you have any tips or any any things that you do to help you in terms of your nighttime routine, please let me know. Like as of right now, I'm not really using the time right before I go to sleep to write to-do lists and things like that. Because for me, I tend to have these lists run in my mind all night. And so it's better for me to do that earlier and kind of cut off from work as opposed to me writing down a list right before I go to sleep because then it's gonna more or less run through my mind and I'm not gonna sleep very well. So yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for joining today. Like I said, this was a quick episode, but I look forward to being back next week and talking about some other great topics If you have anything that you'd like for me to cover, please, please reach out and let me know and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.